This time on Kawaii Fi Radio, we struggle with the name of our review topic. All right, so we're talking about Pat Labor. Pat Labor. Pat Labor. Patrick's Labors. We talk about Japan's soundtrack. If I go to Japan and the countryside doesn't sound like that, <laughs> just there's a I taiko the drummer drums. following yeah. you around <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> You'll hear the skaters. I can guarantee you that when I was there. They were just screaming. They constantly. were screaming. And we head back to the 80s to talk about the distant future. The distant future, the nineteen eighties. The, the distant the, future of nineteen ninety nine. Avalanche. It's over nine thousand. Nani? Configure the language logic interface for Japanese. Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. Radio. Konnichiwa and welcome. You're tuned in to Kawaii Fi Radio, the podcast we dive into the world of anime and manga. I'm Kyle and joining me are my co-hosts, Aaron and Kira Lee. How are you both today? Good. Good. Yes. (laughs) 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 Very ominous. (laughs) Good. Good. Um, This time we're going to be doing something a little bit different. We're going back to the 80s. To talk about a classic mecha sci-fi mystery franchise called Pat La- Pat Labor. Pat Labor. Pat Labor. It, well, there's no e-, e on the end, so Pat Labor. I Pat mean, Labor. they're kind of labor-based mechs. Yeah, that so. makes more sense. When you said yeah. it that way, it made more sense to me. Uh, Pat Labor. We're going to go with Pat Labor. Pat Labrador. <laughs> Do it. Pat your Labrador. P-A-T-L-A-B-O-R. Um, now, it is a mecha series um, that has had like novels, mangas, OVAs, TV series, but we're, gonna t- we're just going to look at one of the films, and we'll give the rest of the context after that, um, because this is one that was created by the guy who did Ghost in the Shell. Yes, and a lot of the designs shine through with that. Like, if you look Same at- with storytelling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially with the whole mystery thing, but- mm-hmm. The, the pacing's completely different. Oh, yeah. 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 And that, that, that's something we'll get into in a, a bit more details in a moment. So do stick around for that. Now, if you are new to the podcast, welcome! Um, we also create anime videos and interviews on our YouTube, and you can find the links for that in the description. There's Patreons and social medias. That's all below. But let's uh, get stuck in, because we need to talk about what we've been watching. I have no idea how old I am or where I came from. Daddy! Hey, guys! I gotta go! I just... I have to know! What we're watching. So, Aaron. Yes. We get to start off with you, good sir. Oh, sweet. What have you been watching the past fortnight? Uh, Digimon Ghost Game, which shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone because. I mean, no, it's not much of a surprise, but um, what? I I believe this is very different from the Digimon us 90s kids would have. grown up with yeah um so this one yeah completely different it's mostly marketed as a way to sell the new uh vital bracelets oh the smartwatchy they're really cool they're so cool i got one from shumi shop ah so so you know how like you used to have like the the original (laughs) digimon um little cartridges oh yeah that but a smartwatch yeah like a tamagotchi yeah well it's also really good because like the more you exercise the more it powers up the digimon and Ah. um, it gives you bonus missions where you do different exercises so you actually have to do squats or crunches or run whoa i was not expecting it to be that integrated into like yeah it's super cool nice um have you been doing exercise because of it yes Mm. that's great which is why I've run out of notches on my belt. So thank you, Digimon. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, Digimon Ghost Game. What's the premise? Um, so it's set in the distant future, where holograms are a more common thing, and you know you see them around, and they're sort of they've sort of got an AI to them, but not really. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's these new um, holograms that have sort of entered that nobody knows where they came from, and they're they're called uh, I think they're just called ghosts, oh. and they're Digimon. And it's because the this humor- is in the real world. In the real world, yeah. Hmm. And so what's happened is there's been like a weird merging of the human world and the Digimon world, where Digimon are crossing over without intending to, and then they're getting stuck in the human world. And because they're stuck there, like at first they're invisible and can't interact with anything. But as they get more frustrated and everything builds up in them, they begin to be able to affect the real world and then eventually build a physical manifestation hmm. where they can then scare the bejeebas out of people. Is it like a parallel universe? 
sort of Oh, the digital deal? world's always been parallel to the human world. Right. So, like... It's just gotten closer. Yeah, there's a little bit of overlap now. Right. So, sort of a bit like Gate. Like, uh, thus the GS- JSDF went there where there's, like, you know, a gateway where people can cross between multiple worlds sort yeah. of ideas. They're parallel, but there are occasionally breach points. Yeah. Like well, Godzilla singular point. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the main character, um, Hero, his father went to the digital world. Just oh. bailed on him completely. <laughs> it's Tron all over again. <laughs> and um, so he sent back a Digivice for Hero and a little DIM card, which is what you use to plug in to select the Digimon you get with the vital bracelet. Oh. And basically that made his Digimon partner, Gammon, come into the world. And his father left him a note going, please take care of Gammon, treat him like a younger brother, blah, blah, blah. I'm in the digital world currently, so I'll get back to you later. Hashtag Uh, YOLO. Yeah. (laughs) And so Hero's trying to find out about the digital world and how to get there and how to get to his dad. And there's a black Gadamon that is running between the digital world and the real world to drop packages off to Hero every now and then. Oh, cool. So that knows where the portal is and it can open it for certain people, which they covered in a recent episode. Hmm. Um, but for the most part, it's just data coming over and not knowing what to do. And because you were saying like one of them, um, is like basically takes on the guise of a human being. Yes. That was in the recent episode. That was Arakenimon in English or Arachnimon in Japanese, Mm -hmm. which is from season, season two. Um, it was the one that was running around with Mummymon that was sort of like a big sort of spider person. Yeah. 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 Looked like a D and D monster. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, and it's just so interesting to watch because it's a lot more of a darker twist on Digimon because normally it's just like, oh, wow, we're going to save the digital world. we got got best friends. Whereas this um, hero's partner, Gammon, he's had dark Digivolutions where Ooh. Hero completely loses control over him. Wow. And um, yeah, it, there's been parts where other Digimon have like seen signs of the dark Digivolution and they've been like, oh no, we're not messing with that. Peace out. (laughs) (laughs) But these same Digimon then go around like Clockmon was stealing people's lifespans and Arachnimon was stealing people's brains and eating them. Like, oh, like real life, real life. So they're they're leaving people as empty husks and like kill straight up killing them. Damn. (laughs) So this like, it's... Don't get me wrong, it's still very childish and, like, Digimon-based, but it can be quite dark at parts. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. Okay, um, Digimon Ghost Game is on Crunchyroll worldwide at the moment, so uh, worth checking out. Um, I'm guessing that will be everywhere, everywhere once it's all done. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to close the Penguin tab. <laughs> um, unless you've listened to the Patreon Extra, you won't know what I'm talking about. If you have, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Don't sign up to the Patreon for the Penguin stuff, please. It's yeah, please, please don't. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Um, now, um, Kirli, you have been watching Kakegurui? Yeah, so... Ka- I- Kakegurui. Yeah, it's hard pronunciation. Kakegurui. Yes. I've got it. What's the English translation? Don't know. <laughs> Actually, uh, that gambling anime. You know the one. It's the gambling yeah, it's anime. The gambling anime. So I've watched the whole first season and halfway through the second season. Compulsive Gambler is the translation. Uh-huh. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now th- this initially I was kind of a bit mm, on it because I thought it was a uh, very uh, etchy focused. Etchy. 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 No. I, I always it's supposed I, to be like the letter H. Yeah. Yeah, um, but um, it's apparently not as sort of perverse as you. Well, yeah, uh, what well, I thought. Yeah, I I don't think it is very perverse. Like, uh, there's not like uh, upskirts or anything like mm. that. The only sort of scenes is when she um, sort of gets a little bit too involved uh. with the gambling, but um, that's not very often. Maybe mm. once every. Two episodes, mm. I would say. It's a very intense serotonin boost. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that, that, yeah. That's probably the best way to describe it, actually. Yeah. Um, because it's not the winning that is, you know, that she enjoys. It's the gamble itself. So it's the possibility of winning or losing. So th- it's the thrill of uh, potentially being caught out. Yeah. Oh. The thrill of the game. The thrill of the game. And it's just really interesting seeing all the different games as well as all the different ways to cheat the games. 
Ah, and only rich people can enter this school, so everyone's got money to burn. Yeah, and then if you don't, if you, if you run out of money, then your life is gambled. So then, like, you get a life plan where they like say who you're going to marry, who, you, how many oh. kids you're going to have, you know, all of that. They plan your life out because you that's know, messed up. Yeah. Wow. I was going to say, sign me up. I either get money or I get married. <laughs> <laughs> it's a win-win. It's a win-win. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> wow. I mean, like, I'm just having a look at like the titles for um, the episodes. And I think every single episode in season one has a woman in the title. And it seems to be the same for season two. So it was definitely focused on the female cast predominantly. But there are male cast in there every yeah, now and then yeah, as well. Yeah, there is. Um, the first season was just with the... Um, the school council, um, mm. she, like the main character, sort of uh, bringing down the school council. Ooh. Um, Did she force them all to get life plans? No, I think, uh, uh, well, she was, it's really hard. She kind of was losing, but mm. winning. Ah. She had a life plan herself. Like uh, she, because... <laughs> Oh, so you, because she's already got a life plan, she's kind of got nothing to lose. Yeah, exactly. Um, but she's still got a lot of money. She's just deciding not to pay her debts. <laughs> <laughs> so she's staying as a pet, which is someone who has a lot of debts that they need to pay in the school. Mm. Um, so And people treat them awfully, uh. the pets. Um, but she enjoys that because she's like, yeah, whatever. Yep. I enjoyed the gamble. Here I am. Thanks, guys. Meow. <laughs> you, know. you know, like, yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to be a bit weird. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Now, this is on Netflix, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this began streaming in 2017, um, it looks like. So season two uh, came out in 2019. Um, both of them are on Netflix worldwide at this stage. And uh, yeah, look, sounds interesting. Worth a look, um, especially if you're interested in seeing like a, a different take on the high school drama sort of yeah. storyline, isn't it? Um, I have been watching In the Land of Lee Dale. <gasps> yes. I binged it. How yeah. good is it? It's so good. It's so comfy. <laughs> it's like Konosuba, but comfy. It's probably the easiest way to explain it. There's a lot of sort of gag humor and comedy entwined into it. There's a lot of subversion of expectations of how things are going to turn out. And... But it's it's not because the main character's dumb. No. It's because the main character is just a young girl who played a video game and now is stuck inside the video game and she's trying to figure out what happened. It's like being stuck in your favorite video game from high school. Like for me mm. that'd be like being stuck in WoW again and just oh, seeing all the man. stuff that's happened and just experiencing it. Like it's sort out online but good. <laughs> <laughs> You're trapped in the game, but nothing's going wrong. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> I'm just sitting there going, "Wow, that's a pretty harsh commentary on Sword Art Online." <laughs> it's not wrong. I mean, <laughs> it, look, let's, let, we'll put this out here. We've mentioned it before. Sword Art Online has some very problematic themes. Yeah. Sword Art Online was trying to copy Dot Hack and it failed completely. And I am more than happy to talk about Dot Hack at length. Yes. Um, I found Sword Art Online to be a more accessible version which could lead people to Dot .hack. If people really enjoyed the storyline and the elements of the world building and wanted more of that, they could then look at Dot .hack and go, well, it's not only an anime series, but there's a game series and all these other things I can take on. Sure. Sword Art Online, from, you know, just from a storytelling perspective, very linear. They have Dot .hack, a bit more wide. Yeah, it does, definitely. but the games are definitely a lot more combat focused. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing I found with Sword Art Online was that it's the fans of it don't want anything else. Like there's also Log yeah. Horizon, which is pretty Log good. Log Horizon's great. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I love Log Horizon. But fans of Sword Art Online don't want anything but Sword Art Online. This is true. This is true. And I mean there's there's more coming and more on it on the way, but um yeah. we're not talking about Sword Art Online because we're talking about in the land of Lidale. The good one. <laughs> the good the good one. It's like it's it's mixing Sword Art Online with Bofuri. Yes. I think 100%. would probably be the best explanation without any of the high stakes, violent or adult themes of Sword Art. Actually, it's just Bofuri without the defense because she's like super maxed out level. But well it's Bofuri, but she can't log out of the game. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah uh, you got me there. And uh, it's it's 
it's literally written in all of the synopsises for it. So before you watch Lana do that, but the main character's dead in real life. That's yeah. our understanding. It might not be true. We don't know. But the understanding is she died while logged in and has woken up inside the game and can't log out, obviously, because she's dead. Um, and You uh, die in real life, you die in the game. No, no, you die in real life, you don't die in the game if oh, you're logged okay. in. If the uh, copies your uh, stuff over there. But yeah, look, um, you know, she wakes up and finds herself in the world of Leadale 200 years after the last time she remembers logging in and um in game time not real life time because yeah. we don't know if they're parallel or yeah. like so yeah and among those inhabitants are her children i.e the ones that she made in character creation so it's two great. elves and, and my favorite dwarf. i love the dwarf <laughs> he's, he's the so cute so it's uh, i love how crunchyroll describes it a very chill adventure filled with laughs and tears question mark about a girl who transferred into a game world and her very unique friends is about to begin so okay but why do they always say it's about to begin of course it is it's yeah. a series that's how it starts i <laughs> loved um the innkeeper's daughter in the first oh, few episodes yeah so sweet oh she's back <gasps> yes yeah no um she goes back to visit the town for an episode well yeah she said she had to yeah and the, the daughter's not allowed to reveal the secret yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> under punishment of ex- severe death <laughs> <laughs> well she when she arrives she gently goes i was gonna tell him <laughs> she's like, oh. <laughs> talking big game there little girl let's go <laughs> yeah. but um look i mean I think the only criticism really I really have for In the Land of Lee Dale is the OP and E, they aren't anything to write home about, but everything else about it is great. So you'll watch the opening once and then you'll you Just skip hit the it. skip. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, it's a shame because there's some series where it's like, the story is so good, but the opening is just... Eh. Yeah, but you also get the inverse. Oh, I know, right? Attack on Titan. Controversial opinion. Very controversial opinion. You've got to hold them for the news segment. (laughs) This isn't news. No. No, I mean, look, not everyone is necessarily enjoying the new Attack on Titan. Um, I also love all the commentary online about um, people who are like, Mappa takes over production. How are we going to make people look tired? Oh, we're just going to draw on their faces. (laughs) Work for Jigglypuff. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> Pokemon's kind of a different uh, target demographic. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, um, if you do want to watch it in the land of Lee Dow, Crunchyroll as well worldwide. Most things are going to be Crunchyroll worldwide in the coming season. Next season's insane, and that will be our next episode as well, Woo! a season preview. So that's, oh, dang uh, it, I'm not here. Yeah, we can uh, we can get your recommendations and put them in either way. I recommend anime. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we always do. Um, but yes, um, that those are um, words. What are they today? Those are what we're watching. Th- those have been what we've been watching this past fortnight. So you know, if you have been watching uh, similar things, let us know in the comment whether that's something old or something new. Um, we'd love to hear something what- borrowed, something blue, Pikachu. Yes. There we go. <laughs> so let us know on our episode preview posts on social media what you've been watching or in the comment section over on YouTube. But without that, we now have to go and get into something truly retro. Wi Fi Radio. Oh, it's so bad. It's so good. It's so 80s. Noni. Retro Classics. I love that sting. It's cool. It's a bop. It's, it's a bop. All right. So we're talking about Pat Labor. Pat Labor. Pat Labor. Patrick's Labors. I'm going to go with Pat Labor. <laughs> um, so Pat Labor, Pat Labor, the movie from 1989. Um, now, all three of us have watched this. Yeah. All three of us had varying success. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think first thing we need to do is let's give a little bit of background on what Pat Labor is about. I actually do... Oh, okay. It's a portmanteau of patrol and labour. Okay. So, I mean, Pat and labour. there's the cop ones and then yeah. there's the construction ones. and yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it is a Japanese sci-fi media franchise created by Headgear. Now, Headgear are a group of manga artists, directors, screenwriters, designers, and character designers. That includes Masami Yuki, uh, Mamoru Oshii from Ghost in the Shell... Uh, screenwriter is Ka- uh, Kazunori Ito. Now, I know that name. 
yeah, he, he wrote dot hack and Ghost in the Shell. Hey, so yeah, um, <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> funny how it all connects. This uh, is proof we're living in a simulation. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just proof that like, the old school anime industry was a lot smaller than it is today. Now, the franchise includes a manga, a TV series, two OVAs, three feature length movies, two light novel series, a short film compilation, and what named mini pato because of its super deformed chibi drawing style um it's got live action series and a live action film as well which we haven't been able to find yet um so it's been adapted for video games it's licensed products for ost toys such as like you know model kits as well as you'd expect because it's a mecca actually Um, yeah i think i saw some of those online mm mm-hmm and uh, animations from Pat Labor were apparently used extensively in the music video Duke Joint Jezebel by KMFDM in 1995. Ooh. I do not know that song. Are we going to have to look it up after this? Yeah, we're going we're gonna to have to. Apparently it's an instrumental song. Oh. oh, no. A song by industrial rock group KMFDM from their album Nihil. Oh, yes. It's their industrial. most widely known song. Okay. Huh. I do not know that, but it sold around 3 million copies, so go figure. Now, um, Pat Labor starts in the 80s, was when it all kind of kicked off, really. The so distant future, the 1980s. The, no, 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 when it was written. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. The distant the, future of 1999. 1999 yeah. <laughs> so the manga uh. started in 1988 and ran till 1994. Um, they had OVAs in 1988 and 1999, and then they had more OVAs, more OVAs, and then films. And then series. So there's been a lot released from it. Between movie two and three, wasn't there like 20 years? Yeah, it was a bit of a gap. It was a bit of a gap. I'll have to um, pull that up. But we're talking about the film because it seems like the most easily accessible entry point and it's pretty straightforward. But there's kind of a, there's a few issues with it. Yeah. The best access point? Yeah. Yeah, look. (laughs) Look, um... Just because uh, it's accessible doesn't mean that it's easy to watch. Yeah. <laughs> it's most accessible because it's the one that you can buy on Amazon. Oh, so okay. You can't... Right. The series, I haven't been able to find them streaming. Oh. So um, it's, you know, to get into it. And then I think you'd have to go buy Blu-rays and DVDs. So um, the plot of Pat Labor, Pat Labor, 1989. It's set in Tokyo in 1999. Tokyo is undergoing a massive redevelopment program. Old suburbs are being demolished and human-made islands are being constructed in Tokyo Bay under something called the Babylon Project. Now, dominating the scene is the Ark, a huge man-made island that serves as the project's nerve center and the chief labor manufacturing facility. Labors are robots that are used to replace manual labor and can do, uh, what was it, like, replace like 10 to 100 people or something like that, yeah. I think it was. Yeah. But the several of the labors being used in Tokyo, especially those built by Shinohara Heavy Industries, suddenly go haywire while unattended, and it's up to the Tokyo Metropolitan Police Department's second special vehicle section to find out what's going on. Now, nothing. Nothing's going on. Well, there is, there, there is stuff going on. Now, I think let's kind of get this out of the way early. If you had to rate it out of 10, what would you give it? You want to go first? Well, I can't rate it because I, cu- I couldn't sit through it. Okay, so, so that's a zero. <laughs> that's a zero. Um, look, I honestly struggled so hard with mm. it. Like, I had to keep taking breaks and, like, I couldn't focus on the movie itself. So maybe, like... But the beginning and end were good. Yeah. But that's just the, 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 the action the, parts. Did, did it feel like they took far too long to like it could have been shorter yes okay they could have condensed a lot of it and like shown more of like the pat labors going wild Mm. and like being like oh look it's happening more more and more more frequently yeah yeah Yeah. um so i probably rate it like a three three yeah. yeah um i really enjoyed it but i also do really like this old school style of cinematic storytelling the way they've done it like it doesn't if you did this for a modern film it would flop Straight up, it yep. would flop. Yeah. Um, the pacing is slow, and it's purposefully slow. Um, and that's not going to make... It's not going to... Let's be blunt. Not everyone's going to like it. No. Like, to be honest, I think only a very niche market of people are going to like it. Um, we know Kagu, one of our Patreons, is a big fan of it. Hi, Kagu. Um, and um, I, I quite enjoyed it. Kenny did enjoy it, but also had similar criticisms as everyone's had, which is, one, the pacing is really slow. Yeah. Um, 
the time it takes for things to happen as well and progress seems really slow. And sometimes there are scenes which you think could have just been cut out because they weren't necessary. Yeah, there's a lot of those. Yeah. I mean, in my opinion, you probably could have condensed all three movies into one movie. And that would have mm. been great. Well, I do wonder if it was a case that they had the series and thought, well, this story doesn't fit into two episodes, so maybe we'll make it into a film. Maybe. I mean... Yeah, but then they... But then it felt yeah. really slow. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I th- we'll, we'll go through the list, because I wrote notes while I was doing it. So, art quality. Now, this is very retro. It's very 80s, hard lines, um, traditional cell animation. And it's not going to be to everyone's taste, but I personally, yeah. as the first animes I saw having come from that generation, it felt very nostalgic to me. And and for me, it's just absolutely not... Just undigestible. Not, yeah. <laughs> I actually really like the art style. Mm. Like, yeah, I it's got it. that nice texture to it. And the people look more like people than they do in modern anime with the big old glowy eyes and the crazy <laughs> hair colours. Oh. Well, I mean, they did kind of do some of those really weird perspective shifts when it's like the guy leaning in and they've gone like ultra wide. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what the... <laughs> it's what happens when you press your forehead against your partners and then you're just looking at each other in the eyes and it's super weird and like, oh man. <laughs> well, it's, it's like, you know, looking, putting your face against a mirror and then looking at what's behind you. That's the perspective shot. But being able to see your face as well. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's... Like your face is not... You can't see your face properly, so it feels a bit distorted and a bit weird. Um, that's probably the easiest way to replicate it. So that was ultra close and ultra deformed, in my opinion. But I know why they tried it. Now, I think it's probably worth noting that this... While not the first thing Headgear as a group produced, it was one of their first... So their early um, stuff, when yeah. they were sort of figuring stuff out. Exactly. So they were involved in the TV series. Um, they have been involved in... Okay, no, I was wrong. They have been involved in all the films and the live action. Okay. They've been involved in everything Pat Labor. No, no, that's just, a, uh, that's just Google telling me that everything is in the Pat Labor list, actually, not everything that's in headgear. Um, so... Oh, no, no, I'm wrong. I've just went to their anime news network and my anime list listing. It's all just Pat Labor. <laughs> okay, so Pat Labor is these guys. Um, so this was all produced at Studio Dean and the headgear is uh, basically been involved in everything Pat Labor, it seems. Um, one of the things I did note down was that they had did have good use of lighting and shadows for sceneries and characters, particularly mm. considering the age of this animation. Like, it's 1989 and not a lot of them were doing this style of animation or use of light. Like they were either characters would be in full light or no light um, for a lot of series at this point. And then in the nineties, they kind of all went, Oh, that looks really good. We saw Akira. We saw, you know, um, ghost in the shell. Maybe we should do that too. And people started adding that to it. Um, I also thought it was kind of cool that you used multi-layered cell movement, which was for the backgrounds all moving at different paces. Now, oh, yeah, back, in, back in the day, that was all done manually by sh- creating four or three different sh- um, backgrounds and moving them manually throughout the process. Oh, wow. So it was a really involved thing to do. Um, and it was really beautiful to see. Um, like they, they do do it now um, using CG and so on, but there's just something about that really old school perspective shift that I just, it just, I love it. It really hits me to the core. That's one of the things I appreciate about, I appreciate about this art style is that it's all hand done. There's no CG. Mm. Like it's just, there's something about that. I was going to say like a mecha series which doesn't have CG is practically unheard of since 2010. Like, they will use CG in some shape or form, even if it's just for, like, not the mech, but for something else. It will be used. Oh, it's, it's mostly the mech anyway. I mean, it is it is a lot for mech, but, like, we've seen, like, um, series where, like, the mech will be standing in the its cradle, if you will, and everything around it, will well, the mech will be drawn normally, like it's hand-drawn. Everything else will look hand-drawn, but the little robots out the front moving stuff around are CG, and it's like, you, it would have been better to just not have them. <laughs> Make everything <laughs> uniform. Mm-hmm. Um... Now, soundtrack, I think, is worth mentioning for this. I only watched the dub, so I didn't really hear much of the soundtrack. Oh, no, the the dub has the soundtrack too. Yeah, but, yeah. like, I couldn't hear it <laughs> with the oh, volume and stuff. This is probably the bits where you were tuned out as well. Probably. Yeah, because yeah. the soundtrack was used a lot in the scenes where there wasn't dialogue. So it was used to kind of 
tell the dia the the soundtrack was meant to be used in those scenes to replace the dialogue to set the scene for what these people were doing and build often, the atmosphere build the atmosphere and to be honest what they were really kind of doing was like doing googly why am I saying googling they're doing research <laughs> you don't research on they were googling they're in investigating the 90s, 80s. so um it's kind of that traditional Japanese ambience sound like you know you've got the the crickets and no, oh no, no, not the crickets. Like, like the really no, no, light taiko well drummings as... and the cicadas, and then they've got like the sort of like odd um, traditional Japanese string instruments that we don't hear very often and stuff like that. It was used very heavily in Akira, um, which is like considering these guys were involved in Akira, it makes sense that this was kind of they went, oh, that's actually pretty good for cyberpunky stuff. Let's uh, let's do it for that. Um, but if you watched a lot of like nineties and 80s tech orientated anime you'll recognize this music like straight away you'll just be like ah <laughs> here I it is home. again um because yeah they used it in ghost in the shell akira even neo genesis had it if i go to japan and the countryside doesn't sound like that i'm suing japan what you mean the cicadas Th- everything <laughs> just there's a taiko the drummer drums. following yeah. you around everywhere <laughs> <laughs> you'll hear the cicadas i can guarantee you that when i was there my goodness they were just screaming. They were screaming. Shut up. Nice. When you like hear people complaining, you know, like Japanese people complaining about the cicadas, you're like, oh, it can't be that bad. It is that bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we need to touch on one of the really silly parts of this, and that's the dub. Yeah. And even the just in, actually, it's not even just the dub. It's the dialogue. Even the the subs the same. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry as so, well. That's what got me to just, I was yeah. like, I can't. Combination of the two and just... just it, it's no. really stilted. It's really bad. <laughs> like, some of the characters get better over the course of the series, but it is like classic 80s low-budget dub. I was about to say the same thing. Like, like It has been done as cheaply and as quickly as possible because they don't think they're going to get much money out of it to make sure that they get something out of it. Well, they just got Stacy from Accountings to run into a sound booth, which is actually just a repurposed closet and a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the quality of the audio recording isn't bad, so they definitely were using proper gear, but it's just like they have went for like one-day actors, like said, we will pay you one day, come in, everyone Say comes everything in on this script. Yeah, and don't worry context. about Don't worry about anything, just say what's written there. Well, I mean, it, it's... There's reactions don't line up with what was said before most of the time. Like, it's... Yeah. Um, and Naguma's voiceover in particular is very monotone, which was the lady who... I was going to say, yeah, the lady officer. Yeah. Yeah, you can hear it, like, especially when he leaves her at the restaurant. Oh, not her. Not her. Oh. So uh, Naguma was their commanding oh, officer with the long, yeah, dark hair. Her. And she starts to talk at the very start of it, yep. and it's monotone. And then She's you... the one in the pat labor at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, that's what something I'm confused about as well, because they then have the girl who comes back called Clancy, and she's like, here for business or pleasure? And she goes, neither. Combat. And it's like, you wouldn't say that at customs. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like pleasure to me. Let's throw hands. Yeah. I um, also love how the giant robot police forces don't have strapped guns attached to them. They have a handgun. <laughs> like, uh, which they have to replace the six shooter <laughs> in. It's like, are you are you serious? <laughs> Very eighties. Um, but like, yeah, like there's Clancy and there's Naguma, and they look very similar. Just that Clancy's shorter. That's it. Well, I mean, they've gone for almost realistic looking mm-hmm. in the movie, so it makes sense that I'm not being racist. <laughs> no, no, but I, 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 I get it as well. Like, if you have a look at like um, all the male stars at Hollywood, all the male, main, oh, male yeah. white guys, they all have the same look. Yeah. they're all just white bread dudes. It's, it's my look. It's no, <laughs> I'm, no, I'm white bread. <laughs> you are not what they look like, dude. You you have a very unique look. Not in a bad way, but like <laughs> they all look like Tom Cruise. <laughs> well, that's yeah, yeah. They they do all kind of look like Tom Cruise, actually. Tom Cruise and Chris Pratt. Yeah. Hey, leave that, my that's baby the two out main of looks now. Leave, leave, leave Chris. Come on. It's no, but bad. I'm not nothing nothing bad. They're just saying Sorry. they all look have that look. Yeah, they've all sort of gone for the same cookie cutter kind of style. Yeah. So the only yeah. way to differentiate them is like facial stuff. But they all have the same facial hair now. No, no, like facial expressions and like their eye shape, nose oh, shape, mouth shape, yeah, ear yeah. shape. Yeah, that, that, let's be honest. Like they apparently have a very specific look they like for Hollywood. Cookie cutter. Cookie cutter. 
cookie cutter. But yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's not that um, Clancy looks necessarily exactly the same to her. It's just you never see her without the helmet on, which hides the hair. Uh. And then when she's coming through customs, she's got a big hat on and you can't see her hair. Uh. And the only reason I knew it was um, that colored hair is because you see this one scene where she climbs into the robot and she's thrown her cap off to go put the helmet on. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like... Is that the same person? <laughs> I thought she was back at base. <laughs> oh, dear. So yeah, um, like they they could have done a little bit to differentiate the pilots, I think, and especially I think Clancy's meant to be American as well. So you'd think oh. uh, artistic style wise, they yeah. would have done something a bit different because it looks like she'd been off to America to help them set up their robots, then comes back. And it's like, okay, so are you American or are you Japanese who's been sent over there um, who's, you know, as a representative for the company or, you know, what's going on? Because um, I think it was like New York City where one of the robots was sent to. Something like that. Yeah. But they're like, yeah, the New York City want our giant robots. Yeah, they do. That's not dangerous at all with all those tall buildings. No, no, it's totally <laughs> safe. Barely an inconvenience. Yeah, it was Optimus Prime. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, nothing will go wrong here, we swear. Um, but, um, look. I enjoyed it, but I have a hard time wanting to recommend it. Yeah. See, I'd probably give it a six. Yeah. Like I, I'd I'd watch it again, especially if I was then going to watch the next few, if I was just craving that sort of mecha story. But I think there might be better sort of stories in this sort of setting out there. I'd definitely say so. Yeah. And I wouldn't even suggest watching it before watching the other two. You really don't need to. Yeah, that's actually a good point because all of the films do a pretty good job of setting up their own circumstance. Like yeah. from the outset in the first minute, you're like, hey, there's robots in this. Cool. They're used as labor force. Cool. <laughs> that, you can that's just all you need. Pick up any one of them and watch it on its own. Because, mm. I mean, it's got recurring characters and they do sort of mention the previous movies in passing, mm -hmm. but it's not crucial to it. So it's just. It's it's not like um, the MCU where you've got to have watched the previous ones to understand how we've gotten to where we are. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And even then, like some of them, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like I completely skipped Eternals, and I don't feel the worse for it. <laughs> I mean, Eternals is new, and no one really cares about. But it's like uh -huh. Doctor Strange. Mm. You don't really need to watch that. Same with Ant Man. You don't really need to watch. Oh that. no no no! Ant Man was great though. Ant Man was great, like, but it's not crucial to the storyline. No, it's not. It's not. There's no well, Infinity actually, Stone. Ant, there's Ant -Man, no Ant-Man Two is crucial to storyline. Yes, but Ant-Man One isn't. No, um, but then if you haven't watched Ant-Man One, you're confused in Ant-Man Two. He's a man with an ant suit, and then there's a girl with a wasp suit, and then some sense. sort of ghost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't need to watch Ant-Man One, but you should. <laughs> you should though. It's so good. <laughs> if Kevin nothing, Rudd. if Paul Rudd, Paul <laughs> Kevin Rudd. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> uh, I was gonna say, if nothing else, watch it just for Michael Penner, because he is amazing in it. Especially whenever it's like, okay, so tell me the lowdown, and then they transition. So he's still narrating the story, and he's doing the voices for all the people who are in the story. Oh, the Mexican friend. Yeah, Michael yep. Penner. Yeah, he's such a good actor. Um, oh, he's great. And he's just like, so okay. So Johnny's sister said this, da, 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 and there when he goes, and he, she's all like, oh no, nah, man, I don't really like that. She's li lip synced to it. And it's so good. Can we just get him recapping the entire MCU? I think they did something like that with him. Oh man, I not really the entire hope so. East, uh, MCU, but I think he did like a recap for Ant Man two. No, let's get him doing the entire MCU. You know what? Yeah. I think that would be pretty great. Yeah. I just mean, make that... an entire movie out of it, and it's just a road trip with him. Wow. Actually, that's not a bad idea to get people back into it if they don't want to go back and watch all 20 films. Yeah, because yeah, that's like over 3,000 minutes, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So, one movie. One movie. One movie to rule them all. It could be like the new guy who's joining their squad and he's like, so how did you end up doing this? He's like, well, <laughs> I'll start it back in 2008. <laughs> they, oh no, wait. It started in 1950 when they gave Captain America the super soldier serum. Then they froze him. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then something happened in the, uh, the, the 1980s and that was to do with our bus. <laughs> <laughs> he lost his wife, but we got it back. It's all cool. We'll get that later. <laughs> and then this guy got abducted by aliens in the 80s, but we won't really touch on that again until like later on. And then... <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to make this now. <laughs> Just like short YouTube shorts. Not go use, um, oh, what is it? Like 
the thing where you can get celebrities to read messages. Oh, Cameo. See, see if you could use Cameo to ask him to do it. I know like cam- using Cameo to get voiceover work is not okay. But uh, if you they do it- do special rates for if you're using it for business or ah. stuff like that, yeah. I mean, I can't afford that and we're not a, a Marvel podcast, well, yeah, but also- if anyone listening does do a Marvel podcast, this Marvelous. is our gift to you. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Make your dreams come true. Um, but look, back to Pat Level. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> back to the as we go. Pat Labor of our um, love. Look, you can catch this on uh, Amazon. I think I found it on. Um, and it, in some case, some areas, I think in the UK, you will have to buy it on physical release. It's hard to get. Um, yeah. I'm, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna just Google it again because it's it's been a while. <laughs> I've had it sitting the there. The technology of the future. The technology of the future. The internet. Can you watch it? Hmm. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes do not like it. Yep, it is on Amazon, and I think that's it by the looks of it. It looks like it's only Amazon Prime. So, yeah, go figure. Um, I found it on the one place I could watch it. And, Our favorite uh, Autobot. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> if, if if you want, you can buy the DVD for twenty six dollars off at Amazon, or the uh, the Blu Ray Collector's Edition for a hundred dollars. Wow. Wow. That, or can no, I no, say sorry. I'd rather not? That's a DVD Collector's Edition for a hundred dollars, used from twenty bucks. <laughs> Blu Ray thirty five bucks used. So yeah, last was released in twenty fifteen. Was the last um dig- uh, physical release they did for it. That looks like this might be for the second film as well. Yeah, no, second film is Blu-ray. First film is DVD only. So, yeah, there has there is a HD release out there somewhere, but go figure. Um, now you know. Oh, wow, okay. I found Uh-oh. it. I Uh-oh. found it. It is the ultimate Blu-ray special edition collector box. It has 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 15 discs. Not, wow. not kidding. Not kidding. Um... So what does it in? It, that will everything? be all three films, all the OVAs, all the series. Wow! For sixty one dollars. I mean, it seems alright. That's not bad. I'm actually yeah. considering that. Like, <laughs> if it was anything more than a hundred, they would have to pay me to take that off their hands. Yeah. For sixty bucks, it's not bad. Sixty bucks isn't bad. Pretty good for everything. Everything, yeah. 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 Like, wow! I was not expecting such a good deal, and it's on Blu-ray, which means they've all been upscaled too. So um, we'll put our PO box in the co- in the comment <laughs> section. You just mail it to us, and we'll thank you on the podcast. Someone called Yada Yada has reviewed this, and it's a five star best purchase of 2020. Pat Labor is possibly one of the best greatest franchises to ever exist. It seamlessly combines the mundane melancholy of daily life, office work, police bureaucracy, humor, and tops it off with political intrigue and plots of coup d'état. Buy this series and watch everything. Wow, this person must be... They're, they're a hardcore They got fan. paid. So nice. They got paid to review that. <laughs> yeah. Well, they all do say, not your typical mecha anime. You know, um, They say yeah. it's all dubbed, except new files is sub only. That's why it doesn't say dubbed as the whole thing. Uh. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, look, the dub isn't great. Let's just be blunt here. The dub is not great. And if you're going to watch it, watch it subbed, I think. And even then... You can it's still tough. It's still tough. Yeah, I was gonna say dub was the only way I could watch it because I couldn't dedicate a hundred percent of my attention to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if I did, I would have actually fallen asleep watching it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I needed um, stimulation at the same time. Okay, so it looks like the multi format version of just part one of the TV collection is twenty thirty bucks. So uh buy the full collection if you're gonna go in, because two parts of the uh series collection is only thirty episodes. Or you can get the whole thing for the same price. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of intrigued actually. I'm. Uh, I'm a bookmark that. Might come back to you later. We'll post our Amazon <laughs> wish list. <for> Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, can I even buy it on Amazon AU? Okay, Amazon AU is 130 bucks because the exchange rate. <laughs> okay. Oh. Yeah, they will have to pay. Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am not paying for that. Ooh, that's kind of cool looking. That looks a lot more like Ghost in the Shell design. Yes, yes. Oh, is that yeah. in the latter films? Yes, I'm pretty sure that's in two? Yes, two. that's in two. Okay. That um, because there's me of a recent of anime as well oh. that has that. Yeah. You know, the girl with the, the thing and yeah. she's got the little, little white bot. thing that follows her. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, it looks like it's oh. from that. Yeah, what was that? that? That's like five years old, yeah? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. old now. Old now. Uh. <laughs> so it's a, it's a girl who it's a tech series and she's got a little mecha companion it's where the AI body um, sits in it's sort of similar to what 
Uh, they did in Godzilla Singular Point. My brain May, defaulted but... to Vivi when you said all of that. Hey, it could work for Vivi. Like the cube bot? Nah. Kind of looks vaguely. No. I mean, th- there are elements, but I mean, that that's kind of the whole mecha yeah, true. thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, for those who haven't seen Vivi Fluorite uh, song, do it. Um, it might be a musical. Uh, it like as in music listed as it. It's not a musical it's as not, in singing and dancing. High. It's a it's a hardcore sci-fi future paradoxical series. It's if they took Pat Labor and turned it up to an eleven out of five and added like good music. I robot. Yeah. I wrote <laughs> no no what, it, robots. <laughs> Do you remember no, that? No, no, Disney's robots. Look, robots was great. It was great. It was. The aunt was the best character. Not specifying why. If you know why, you know why. Cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just having a look. There's a lot of old school series which have had the Blu-ray upgrade in recent years. So they've got Jinro, um, which is the Wolf Brigade, which also these guys did. Um, they've got Wicked City and Demon City Shinjuku. They've got FLCL Complete Collection in full Blu-ray. <gasps> Hell yeah, yeah. Full like, there's a there's a lot. Um, paprika as well. Yeah, don't uh, do not ingest anything that could change your perspective if you're watching Paprika. Like that's not okay. Um, Armored Troop Votums record record of Lotus War OVA and Chronicles of Heroic Knights, which is a mecha series as well. That aunt. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> That's bad. That's bad. Um, beautiful. So, look, um, if you are going to do it, your your mileage is going to vary depending on where in the world you are, unfortunately. Um, I haven't put it into because.moe, and I'm going to do that now just in case because I think this is probably worth, like, verifying. But um, while I do that, I think it's time we get stuck into the anime news. Wi-Fi Radio. Tonight on Anime Communicate. Great story. Compelling and rich. Nothing brings ratings up like a little controversy. Well, I have some good news. Pat Labor is on High Dive. And it appears to be High Dive Worldwide, too. And that's... uh, Okay, no, not here in Australia. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) I got excited. So uh, use your VPN and uh, uh, High Dive in the US and... Canada? Yep, Canada as well. So there's your controversy. There's your controversy. Uh, Use that a VPN. Attack on Titan isn't great. <laughs> <laughs> well, agree to disagree, but I definitely would not rate it above Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Dude, nothing's above Full Metal. I know, Alchemist right? It's the perfect anime. <laughs> also, you got a bit of an errand going on with that shirt and your hair pulled back. I just noticed as well because I'm, I'm getting to the point where I need a haircut, so my hair's got. And quite then you got like the three buttons, and then the. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Oh, take my shirt off. <laughs> I don't want to be Aaron. <laughs> no, I'm Aaron. <laughs> God, here we go all over again. So, on the note of controversy, Rising of the Shield Hero is yes. coming back. Yes. <laughs> so, Rise of the Shield Hero Season 2 is slated for April 6th premiere. It is one of the many, many series returning next month. Holy cow. This season Super exciting. is going to be amazing, but horrifying with how much there is. I love all the returns, and I can't wait for Tiger and Bunny to come back. Oh, yeah, is that yeah. this season Bunny. two? I don't know if it's this season, but I want it. Oh. Yeah, that's I one like, of the things we I bonded like, totally over. I had this like uh, recap of like Tiger and Bunny today because of unpacking Scott's um, like costume, all of his like um, figures and stuff. Uh. Never Tiger and Bunny. Yeah, so I was like, oh. oh, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Yes. Is it soon? April 8th. Yes! Oh, That's what's listed. Geez. It's listed as ONA, original net animation, um, but that's because it's going to be on Netflix. So release process is going to be the question. Because it could be April 8th, Japan only, and then yeah. six months later, because it's 25 episodes. Because you had an amazing Blue Rose. The ball outfit? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you like uh, it was all right. Scott had the, uh, what's the bison? Rock bison. Uh, the helmet. Is it rock bison? Yeah. Mm. Pretty sure it's rock bison. Rock bison? Okay. Because he turns into like a is rock it, body. Is it? Yeah. Heroes are I cool. I want to say iron bison. <laughs> iron bison. Oh. Oh. Armored. Okay. Well, okay. um, I like the then, flamingo. Is it the flamingo guy? You know the you, guy? Uh, he's the, it's he's fabulous. Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem. Is it? Yes. I remember because it's the same he's name like as the game. Fabulous. Yes. Okay. <laughs> the darker skinned guy? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. The... Uh, Queer representation in that media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, 
the controversy's over now, so. <laughs> well, it's not controversial. You need to. You... No, no, I'm talking about Rising of Shield here. Oh. I've gone completely off topic. Yeah. <laughs> but Tiger and Bunny, April, apparently. But... So we'll, we'll, if, we'll, we'll know in two weeks because if it's meant to be airing, we'll have a release platform. Yeah, yeah. true. So that we'll know if it's meant to be, you know. Start watching Tiger and Bunny now so that you're ready for when the yeah. next season Do comes it. out. It's Do great. It. It's great. Um, now, Rising of Shield Hero will be back April 6th. Now, this is a very different story from this point on. Oh. So, I've read the manga. I'm Actually, yeah. almost up to date. So, we've gotten past the whole, I'm a downtrodden person. Everything's awful. Everyone's betrayed me. We've gotten past that. That's done. You say that like it's all his fault. No, no, I'm not. But that's... I was passionate about the show. It's I was, the... I was very passionate about all that going on. But now that it's been done and everyone's had their whinge about it, and he's finally got his place with the four heroes. Yep. Um. Now things are a lot more interesting. So it's that be that was to see. That, that was good to begin with. But now and all the fan art for this, all the preview art is a giant wandering turtle with a mountain on its back. <gasps> Turtle. So cool. It is very important. It is literally the core thing for this season. Okay, so like, it's an abnormally large size, right? It's like the size of a city. So you could say that's like a mutation, right? Like a, a giant ninja turtle? Uh, I mean... Well, actually, it does have Japanese shrines on it. Was that... it did they just like find the turtle and they were just like, kaplunk? You know? Well, apparently I mean... it's um it's a wandering it's a wandering turtle which is a shrine to do with the heroes and it's ancient. There is no greater shield than a turtle. He well... is the original shield hero. <laughs> the turtle is corrupted. Ninja turtles. Watch out for Shredder. Yeah. Um. So this story brings in all those parallel heroes. Oh. And it's there's more than just one set of parallel heroes. Oh. So there's a lot more going on than meets the eye. And even in the manga, we still haven't been told how this all interconnects. But we did learn in the end of the last season that there is a parallel world which has their heroes. And they've been told they have to go to the main world that we're in because they're the bad guys and help invade it to protect their world. If they don't, the waves come to their world. Okay, so it's like those Carbon Rider Power Ranger crossovers yeah. where like they're told that the other guys are the bad guys and they have to go get them, but then yeah. they find out that the bad guys are the bad guys, the good guys are the bad guys, the bad guys are the good guys. And and I'm just going to put it out there we've for those who've watched it, Glass, who we've seen several times with her fans, she's awesome. Like she's a brilliant villain, and she's an even better when you get to know like the story of what they've gone through. I just want more Ooh. Squirrel Girl. Well, Raftalia. Yes. There's going to be a... Um, I don't know how far into the manga they'll get for this, now that I'm thinking just how far it goes, because there is a situation which arises which involves parallel worlds and transit between them. Okay. And it changes things. Oh, she disappears? Everyone disappears. So there's da, a situation da, which da. arises regarding the shield hero. Yes. So it's the... <laughs> <laughs> it's the arising of the situation of the shield hero. <laughs> So, uh, Mad Kid, the guys who did last two openings for it, are back again to do it again. Um, and uh, it was originally meant to premiere October 2021, um, but COVID. So, yeah. Do we get to kick the princess's butt some more? Because I would love to kick her butt some more. <laughs> um, I can't remember where we ended it because I started reading the manga during it. Um, I'm pretty sure it ended just after... The renaming? The renaming, yeah. Mm. Um, I don't think so. I think they kind of are in the background, um, the princess and the king. Uh-huh. Um, but the queen and the other princess play important roles going That's forward. That's right. The queen yeah. was the good one. Because it was a matriarchy. Yeah. So. And the king was a... Mm. Yeah. And she was away <laughs> yeah. dealing with other kingdoms and being nice to them. And the king was like, I'm going to go do my own thing. Being an entitled brat. Yes. Um, yeah. Now, on the note of entitled brats, jobless reincarnation. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I enjoyed that kidding. show. I'm kidding. So, uh, Mushoko Tensai, jobless reincarnated season two has been announced. Yes. Now, you and I have had this discussion before. I am not a fan of perverted main characters. I, I really struggle with them because I feel like it encourages that behavior. Now, that's not to say that that immediately disqualifies an anime from being good. It just means that I won't watch it. I, I refuse straight up to watch Plunderer because of the way that they tread all the other characters through the main character. It's like, that's an 80s thing. That was a joke in the 80s. It doesn't fit with the modern world. Well, like, so the ca- the main character is a reincarnated teenager, essentially. 
Isn't he like a 30... The story follows a 34-year-old man oh, who's wow, killed after trying to save up. someone. <laughs> he soon finds himself reincarnated in a magical world as a baby with all his knowledge from his previous knife, uh, life and a new help, heaping helping of... A new heaping helping of magical abilities, Rudius quickly becomes a formidable warrior ready for adventure. Oh, and he's still a total pervert. That's literally the official synopsis. Okay, well, basically, so. he gets a lot of trauma in high school and doesn't move past it, and nobody supports him. Mm. So, that's what happened in his real life, yeah, which yeah. is why, you know, yeah. yeah. And then he gets reincarnated, and he, you know, he doesn't know any better. But then people in this lifetime, in this world, start to teach him better. But so look, there he, is character growth. Yeah. He can't get to thirty-four year old as a he can't get to thirty-four years old without knowing that it's inappropriate to. He's a yeah. neat. He spends all his yeah. time online, probably in echo chambers, it's just a, playing video games. Yeah. It's a total different culture. Yeah, over there. Uh, know, it's like easy it's, to forget that, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So it's very easy to see how he could go from that, mm. and then. That does make a lot more sense now that you've explained it. Yeah, and then yeah. in this world, he because of that support, it. yeah, because which is great. Yeah, he does this whole like thing where he relives his trauma, yeah. and then he sees the difference, mm. and he actively makes the decision not to follow the same path. Ah, so the, the, an event occurs where he's basically put into a traumatic situation, which is similar, and he uses his prior right knowledge at the end to of the yeah, because yeah. mm. you know the scene I'm talking about at the camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so the, so the key question is going to be is if he's still a pervert in season two. I mean, I think he will be, but they'll play it down a lot more. Okay. I think it's more of like um, perverted opportunities are provided to him. He just doesn't take them. Oh, yes. okay. He doesn't take any of them. Okay, that's a, that, uh, that's better. As a kid, he kind of does. But then yeah, well, I mean, but the, it's I because couldn't he get, hasn't yeah. gotten I couldn't to that get point that yet past that. Um, that's the point where I stopped. I, w- I think I watched two or three episodes and I went, I'm just kind of not okay with this. But well, character development. I know. That but... part with Eris that broke his heart. Yeah. That's where you see the character development just do like a... Yeah. Okay, so it's not a case of the same gag over and over. It's no. we get to a point and then boom, things start evolving. He starts maturing. He starts... Oh, it doesn't start. It just happens. Like it splits hard. Okay, cool, cool. Because, I mean, remember we were discussing this with, um, oh, what was it? The horror. Oh, Miracle-chan? Miracle-chan. And we found it really hard to keep watching it because of the constant angles that were being used, which, you know, for the story weren't necessary. Well, I was going to say, the thing with Kakaguri that we were talking about earlier, Mm -hmm. I'm glad that it didn't do the same path as Miracle-chan. Well, Miracle-chan, after episode four, tones it down. And then the story is actually really good. Really? Because I thought it picked back up after that. It like picked it back up quiet. in episode four and five, and then six through to 12, I didn't see it. No. I think there was maybe one. Oh, okay. And the story from there is like it went, it got in its stride and went, wow, we've got a good story. We've got to focus on this. Yeah. And it's really good. Okay. Like if you can get past those fir- the fir- to the halfway mark, yeah, it's actually, I'd give it an eight. Dang. That that's how much I enjoyed it once we got past it. Okay. The fir- the first half I'd give a three, <laughs> and that that's the problem. So, you know, it, r- it rounds out to about a six or five. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to see what happens if they do do a season two. I really hope they do it because I think two. now that it's grown up a bit, and it sounds like uh, Jobless Reincarnated is the same. Mm. That you know, once you get past that initial, okay, we've got to get this all out of the way, and that I, I mean, it, from a writer's point of view i can see it being an approach to get those people interested into it and then dropping the good story on them mm. because they know that it's also themselves. a good chance to show a character growing and developing instead of just yeah this character's always been great and sort of just continue it through there because that's yeah. like well I mean, don't get me wrong i enjoy that mm-hmm. but seeing character growth really gets you attached to oh, a character yeah, absolutely especially when it's as steep as what well, I mean, Rudy's like, is going through. Th- there's a reason why everyone thinks Konosuba is so funny because Kazuya never grows up, and it's like everything in Konosuba is a commentary on the isekai genre. Hmm. And, you know, him not growing up is a commentary. Uh, Megumin being, you know, useless, but you know, she's kept around. That's is a commentary. Well, <laughs> they're all they're all useless actually. Now I think of it, about it, but like they're all tropes yes. that you see for all of those characters. Um, like Demira, I love Megumin as a character. I think she's hilarious. Um, but I'm also aware that once she shoots her explosion and she still refuses to learn anything else, she's useless. She's a, she's a liability, and that's the case for a lot of the you know characters that they add in on Isekai series. Like they are brought in to create a harem for the main character, despite them actually contributing 
less to the situation by being in that situa- in that circumstance, yeah. by being a love interest. If they weren't a love interest, they would be more useful. Yeah. So, you know, it, 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 it yeah. So that that's why I love Konosuba because it's just so on the nose about the commentary of the industry. <laughs> um, but it's good to see that, you know, some of these other series that are basically using, you know, a bit of etchy content to get people in are then pulling back from it to then go, okay, you're in, here's the story. Well, like, the big story is revolving the gods mm-hmm. and, like, what he's going to do with the dragon god because mm-hmm. he's fated to fight the dragon god. He's already met him. Mm-hmm. He already died to the dragon god. Uh, okay. And he got better. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> he spoke to the human god and the human god was like, oh, okay. But the human god is who brought him into that world and mm-hmm. he's like, yes, do this. That's definitely a good idea. So <laughs> yeah, he'll what, do it and bite him in the go wrong. And then, go wrong. So he's got like trust issues with the human god. Yeah, that that makes sense though. Like if they've been messing you around a lot, you don't want to. Yeah, but the human god brought him in to deal with the dragon god. Oh. Uh... Yeah. So it's it's really you don't know what's going to happen because there's no reliable sort of Mm-mm. figurehead driving the story. You've got to be like, okay, are they actually doing that for good purpose or is it yeah. for their own entertainment? Yeah, I mean, that, that's always the question whenever you have gods involved in a series is whether they are there for, you know, the greater good or just looking for something to pass the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like Death Note. <laughs> I mean, yeah, li- literally. So um, the there was an unaired episode um, of Jobless Reincarnation, which um, was where they, an- excuse me, announced the pre- uh, this preview screening of it on, uh, I think it was about a week ago now. Yeah, wasn't oh, okay. that Iris' Iris's story? Yeah. 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 So that's where they announced the um, sequel. They don't have a date at this stage, but I'm sure we'll know more in the future. Staff says they will announce the broadcast date and other details later. So once it does come around, we will uh, we will do that. Um, now, just uh, on the, the manga front, Dr. Stone has ended. It has that's ended on sad. exactly the same date it started. Exactly oh. five years. Oh, I thought you meant like day one, start, stop. So it's, <laughs> it, it, it first started, uh, the first chapter was on March 2017 on yet the March 4 uh, version which came out and it has ended in the March 4 edition of Weekly Shonen Jump as well. So um, exactly five years apart. Now, I'm not going to mention the ending, but apparently people aren't happy with it. Okay. Um. The, it's kind of a mixed bag, but from everything I've read, it sounds like it's the way it, it was always going to end. It doesn't sound rushed. Oh, okay. It doesn't sound like they've changed anything for the sake of anything, but it sounds like the type of ending that would fit this type of series. That was right. supposed to happen. Yeah. yeah. So that that's done, but there is apparently going to be a bonus chapter coming out when that OVA comes out in the middle of the year. So um, I don't know if that's meant to go alongside it or if it'll be like an epilogue or what. Okay. Will there uh, be a movie? No, no. Um, there's there's nothing announced in that regard. We just know that season three is in the works, but we don't know when that's coming. Oh. So, um, well, at, at least it's it's been set. Yeah, we we know we know season three is in the works. It's the they had the preview at the end of season two with the ship and all that. Um, because they're going sailing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but um, okay, anime third season premiere in 2023. Okay. Hmm. So hopefully that's first quarter of 2023, but it's still a long way away. Um, and we also need to mention Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. Jujutsu Kaisen! So exciting! Yes, now Jujutsu Kaisen Zero's film has its English subtitled trailer and has international release dates now for Europe. So France, Be- uh, France, Belgium, Luxembourg are getting it on May 16, Germany, Austria, Switzerland on March 29th. We're getting it uh, end of next week, but we already have it. <laughs> because I've been having chats with Crunchyroll and they gave us a copy of the screener. So we're going to watch that tonight, <laughs> which is going to be good. Very nice of them. It's very nice of them. Thank um, you, Crunchyroll. We so love you. So we'll be putting out a review on that uh, probably the day after this podcast goes out. So yay. Hooray for, you know. Get ready for that if you listen nice. to this. Yes. Um, now, I believe it lands on March 18th in the US and Canada. It opened in Japan December 24th, and I believe it opens in England this week as well in the UK. Um, so I'm not sure exactly when, but we've got it end of the week as well, March 18. So um, yeah, we'll have uh, had a look at it and we'll give our opinion on it and uh, let you know if it's worth watching. I'm pretty sure it's going to be good. You're so. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, and uh, with that, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Kawaii Fire Radio.
I had to use that sting. I mean, we're talking Dr. Stone. You gotta, yeah, yeah. gotta use the bagpipes, which make you no do. sense. <laughs> <laughs> Kira Lee has been chosen by yes. the cat. Liger is sitting on her lap now. Now, thank you very much for listening. It is where we're going to leave things for this episode. And next time, it is time for a new anime season. Tis upon us, the spring season, and it's jam packed. Mm. So, um, we will not be able to cover everything and we're not going to try to it would just be silly but we are going to mention the ones that we think is worth checking out so each of us will pick at least one new anime because there's a lot coming and there'll also be sequels in there as well for others to you know have a have a bit of a squiz out and you know ones that we're very excited are returning there's a lot like love is war is coming tiger and bunny tiger and bunny tiger and bunny (laughs) (laughs) like um there's so much you know shield hero like all all things mentioned in this this episode but there's so many more and it's it's going to be hard to keep up next season i think the shows start coming and they don't stop coming and they don't stop coming (laughs) and they don't stop coming and they don't stop coming You, you good? Yeah. You good? Okay, cool, cool. Um, <laughs> don't stop coming. <laughs> now, if you have enjoyed what you've heard, we'd love for you to hit that subscribe button and join us for future episodes. If you are listening on YouTube, hit that like and button too and let us know your thoughts in the comments section. Obviously, on that note of YouTube, we have three videos in the works at the moment. Hooray! So we have um, the review of Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, which will be out the moment the embargo is lifted when we can. Um, we also have a new section called Kawaii Tries, which I will probably put out after I've finished moving house. Totally. Um, but uh, we've already sta- I've already edited like the a big chunk of it. You've put in some decent memes. Oh, there's a lot of good memes in there. There's a and lot there's some of good Kawhi cries in there. There is a good Kawhi cry. Um, <laughs> and um, then we also have a explainer coming up as well, focused on Lupin the Third. So keep your eyes open for that. It was one of our big Kawhi uh, anime explainer videos. Um, now, if you would like to support the channel, we also have. A Patreon! I know! What a surprise! (laughs) So we share extra content such as episode outtakes, video extras, and the what we call the pre-show, which is a a 10-minute chat we tend to have while we're setting up and getting ready before every episode. It is not for children. So Especially not today's, which involved Kyle's dodgy search history. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds worse than it is, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. yes it it's, it, it's now involves Kyle having a dodgy search history yeah. after what I googled. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, you can find all our details for that in the description of the episode. But if you can't afford to support us, it will be greatly appreciated. If you do want to know what we're doing, come join the Quiet community on our social media channels. We've got Breaking Anime News memes and videos um, we're on Facebook Instagram Twitter and Discord and like everyone we're making those memes where we go have you joined the Discord um, <laughs> it's full of discourse it is actually yeah. <laughs> there's a lot in there um, and with that you've been listening to Quiet Fire Radio thank you for joining us and until next time watch, watch some anime, anime.